0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast, or as we like to call it, Episode 53. No changes. I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu?
1: Yeah, not too bad, I guess. Yeah, we could call it Episode 25 plus 28, maybe, just as an idea.
0: Just to to go all primer on it and make it as confusing as possible with numbers.
1: I, I like to confuse the audience. It's part of my job. Yeah. It, it,
0: the way my brain works, I could actually compartmentalise all that somehow. So you know, it's good all skill. good. It is. Lots to cover today, both personal, wider world, and all that kind of stuff. But we'll start off as usual. Video games. What you've been playing?
1: I've been playing loads this week. I'll rattle through some of them quickly.
0: Dead Cells.
1: <laughs> no no done with Dead Cells now I'll probably come back to it in the future briefly but I, I do tend to kind of move on from those sorts of things pretty fast so um, mainly because in the past games were expensive and you wrung rung them dry but now they're dirt cheap so it's one and done so <laughs> on that one and done basis I'm still hammering ghost runner which i absolutely adore and just to remind people it's like a combination of mirror's edge and Titanfall 2 i guess you're a cyber samurai or slash ninja running around killing people and yeah it's fantastic i've got past really some really hard sections and uh i feel like i'm you know when you start to get the feeling you're a Unstoppable killing machine. I normally feel like an unstoppable sex machine, but I feel like an unstoppable killing machine with him. So
0: they have a name for people like you.
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, they normally arrest people like me. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's that's the first one. Still playing that one.
0: Right. So I've been playing. Do you know? I'll let you guess. Do you know what my favorite genre of video game is?
1: Uh uh, well, I know that you love indies, but I don't actually know puzzle. I suppose puzzle it is. Game? Yes,
0: yes. Indie is in not a genre.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know some. Actually, it's worth it's worth talking about another day. But a lot of people do see indie as a genre. The amount of people that flippantly go, "I don't like indie games," <laughs> no, let's just say you don't like games. Um, but yeah, puzzle yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, I, I've long championed the idea of I really, really want to see a remaster, remake, whatever, of Panel de Pong, or Tetris Attack, or Planet Puzzle League, whatever you might know it by. Um, And Nintendo definitely don't seem to be behind it and won't be doing it, so that dream will not be coming. However, uh, thanks to the maker of Mixolumia, known as Dave Makes on Twitter, um he's part of a bundle on steam and he's promoting it, it includes mixolumia crossing Q, uh which i've played before uh, which i won't talk about today because i've played it a bit, uh, ages ago um, and two others and the first one is called flip on which is a puzzle game and it's basically based around Panel upon and whilst it's not as good as tetris attack paneled upon or whatever you want to call it because that is like that is the absolute peak of what that game should be but it's a really really good game that fills a void um so it's kind of a match free but uses sort of like um a well and then you have to kind of like slide pieces left and right to create a, a block of um of three or four and you get better scores and it's got like puzzle modes that you've got to clear all the bits like with a certain amount of moves you've got score attack modes time attack modes you've got a versus mode and it's kind of got this uh puyo puyo tetris style basic story to take you through all the different modes which is just as naff as puyo puyo Tetris story in all fairness but i don't care because it's it does what it needs to do and it is it's still fun and it gets you playing the game it's out there for about a fiver, I think. It's like really, really cheap. um. But it's scratching that itch I have. And we'll, we'll come to something a bit later about this. But I, I got through my issues this week. um. And I went, well, I'm playing this. I don't care what I can and can't see. I'm making sure I play this. And yeah, anyone who's got any love for panel de pong tetris attack planet puzzle league get on this it's on steam it's just over a fiver i think in fact i'm going to check the actual price now oh my god i've got that completely wrong it's nowhere near a fiver it's two pounds 89
1: hey not bad
0: (laughs) so if you like panel de pong tetris attack get this game support the developer and then we can all hound him and get him to do a I hound them. I don't know who makes it actually. Hound them and get them to do a switch version as well. But it is absolutely fantastic.
1: Nice one. Yeah, it's it's good when you discover something in in your favorite genre that was a a little bit of a sleeper, and there seem to be quite a lot of them in in the sort of itch.io and nether realms of Steam space. Yeah, so, I kind
0: I kind of resisted saying spiritual successor because that that gets thrown around a lot, but it kind of is.
1: Well, it's a phrase for a reason. Yeah. It's yes. a, you know, uh, oh,
0: yeah, uh, what cool. i'll do just to cover this before you go on to your next game uh one i've played a little bit less of but i've really enjoyed so far um it's another game that was in that bundle and that's called extas extase extars uh, don't ask me how to pronounce it and this one is literally so you've heard of tetris and you've heard of lumines 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 it's why it's got an awkward name to pronounce, because it's taken influence from that as well. You've heard of both of those games. What this does is goes, right, okay, what happens if we just put those games together? So you've kind of got this Lumines-style mechanic, bit in a Tetris-style well, and the beat goes down the screen instead of up. And You basically need to clear lines, like you would in Tetris. It's got a kind of, like, funky um electro beat music soundtrack to it which is really good. It's two colours and it's got different skins like you'd expect in Lumines, Lumines, Lumines. And I've played very little of it so far, but what I have played, damn, I'm really enjoying this one as well. In the same bundle, which the bundle's actually really cheap is what it is. I can't remember how much the bundle is. But if you wanted to get this one separately this one will set you back 579. This is the one that's slightly more expensive. That I've got I'm gotten the wrong way around. But again, another absolutely fantastic addition to the genre.
1: Right, how is it spelled?
0: Right. E- E-K S T A S E.
1: E Hang on. S T.
0: S T. A S E. A S E.
1: Ecstasy. It's Ecstasy. Oh, Spell it properly then.
0: <laughs> Game developers, use proper words. I get it now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I thought when you were saying it, I was like, hmm, I think I know where they're going with that. But it is very, yeah, <laughs> confusing. One, th-
0: one thing we know about me, though, is I struggle with, with words. Which is not great for someone who talks for a living at the moment. <laughs> But, yeah, names of things, I look at it and go, I'll just make that up as I go along.
1: Well, that is confusing. It's, we'll let you off, definitely, on that one. And
0: I just discovered I've been saying biopic wrong for,
1: like, 40 years nearly. Oh, God. All the YouTubers get it wrong as well. Biopic. It's like I you always mean... used to say biopic. Yeah. Uh, no! <laughs> because it was biography. You don't say biography. I see. Oh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that, yeah.
0: Right, and no one ever corrected me, so I kept thinking, why are people saying biopic? What the hell? What is wrong with people? Then I realised I was the one getting the wrong...
1: Well, it should be hyphenated, really. But Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: it should be. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's x
1: <laughs> Perfect spot on. Um, <laughs> on that theme, before I forget, on the theme of cheapo bundles and stuff, apparently, I heard this on the DLC podcast, which, listeners, if you've not listened to it, it's a very good gaming podcast, highly recommend it. Um, mentioning a new Celeste game has just dropped completely stealthily mm. it's Celeste 2 but it's only short but it's called Celeste Classic I believe and it's playable on just about anything and it's free and apparently it's, the, it's still fantastic. built on
0: Pico 8 or something wasn't it yes that's right yes yes I want to try that
1: bit of a public service announcement for people there
0: did you say sorry, how much was it
1: it's free I believe
0: free eh uh... I don't know if I've got. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, I mean, it's. I mean, it's really weird. It's. It's like a Celeste-based game. It's probably one of those that you're happy to pay money for. So, <laughs> it's. It's free. So definitely get on that.
1: I mean, yeah. You'd have to be nuts not to if you like the first one.
0: Oh, do you know what? That could have been a perfect segue to next week's game that I was going to talk about doesn't matter now okay <laughs> I've been playing a game called Nuts but I haven't played enough of it to talk about yet ah okay fair play so we'll we'll we'll, 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 re, we'll re-segue again next week
1: I like re yeah yes so the next one I've been playing um is Encodia which is a point and click and I don't play these I really don't play them very often do you know all. what
0: I thought that was pronounced like go
1: on Encodja ah <laughs> That's like code. Uh, yeah, so no, that
0: makes sense. I suppose if you played it, it might make more sense for a title.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't have been entirely sure, but they say it early on in the game, which I always appreciate.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tell that's what games need to do at the start, just to pronounce the game.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> in a really kind of patronizing way over the opening titles, like Encodia. Yeah. It's Tetris. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. So I've been playing that, and yeah, I don't normally play point-and-click games, and they're not really for me. I, I don't enjoy them very much. But I enjoyed the look of it. It's, it's very comic book styled. And it's got heavy outlines, you know, like in soul shading kind of thing. But it kind of looks like a, a sort of child's book, but done in a kind of grungy aesthetic. So it looks really great. It's a, you're a, a little kid in a future Berlin. Where it's a little bit cyberpunky, and you're le- you're looked after by a, a helper robot. Um, your parents died, and the the robot brought you up, and you live on the streets, and you've got to kind of go through your sort of day to day tasks of just surviving. And but not it's not a harsh survival style thing. It's more of a gentle. Oh, you know, I've got to do the groceries, but my grocery list is dig through the bins kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it looks lovely. Um, it controls okay. Uh, I my brain doesn't really work very well with going, oh, you know connect this wrench to a sticky plaster and you know, an illuminated sign to achieve something I just, I'm just not bright enough So to, it has got a lot you know, of the uh,
0: point and click mechanics in it then
1: Nothing but them nothing but them. It's a really, I mean I don't even know what the modern one's like, but even I can tell it's retro it's in its, in its uh, approach. Yeah. So uh, very much a kind of just click on everything in the scene to see if anything's pick upable or anything is interactive and then combine, try combining stuff with everything in the scene to try and get past the next thing. So whether that's good or not, I can't judge because I don't play them, but it's, it's very lovely looking. It's Worth probably taking a, a gander at if you're into that sort of stuff.
0: What's the story like in it? Because I've always been a big fan of almost like one boy and his robot pet, whatever companion type stories. They always kind of hit me quite emotionally. So yeah, what what what's the story like? Does it is it hold the game together well?
1: Uh, so far, it's pretty light in terms of storytelling. It's okay. done in a gentle way and it's done so that it's the world doesn't feel threatening you don't meet anybody uh, the the characters that you meet are more humorous than they are threatening you know and the most of them even the ones who are sort of quote unquote baddies are just kind of a bit narky so it's it's very much done in a in a gentle contemplative childlike way rather than a dark dystopian kind of a way
0: oh really i like i like the sound of that actually because we don't have enough games out there that are that don't involve the end of the world or the end of humanity in some fashion. So if one's just a bit more upbeat without being obviously upbeat, then I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could well be something you you enjoy, I think.
0: I'll I'll definitely give that one a look when I can see again, which we'll come to later. Yeah. Um,
1: what else have you been playing?
0: One I want to talk about, and this is almost a bit of a plug, um for the developers um i played a 20 minute demo of this game on itch.io and i'll put the link down for people to be able to get to it it's currently on kickstarter in there will also be a link available for it and it's called a long journey to an uncertain end and it's kind of a visual novel's Resource management, team management, kind of space opera journey type thing, um, and I don't want to say much about it because the twenty minutes I played of it were just like blew me away um, for what it was trying to produce. Absolutely lovely, sort of like hand-drawn art style um, that's got almost—it's got almost like a hand-drawn animation style to it as well. Yeah trying to think back to like the old Disney films where they had really good animation, but it looked and felt hand-drawn still. Uh, Whereas the modern stuff feels like it's done on computers. This feels hand-drawn and it's, you know, it, you kind of take on your role is this, um, someone who was in an abusive relationship and they're trying to stay one step ahead, trying to stay ahead of their abuser. And they're in their ship trying to do it. But the twist is you are the ship. So the people you sort of bring in and help and sort of like have to resource manage and sort of like guiding you through. Now, for me, it actually felt a lot, of, um, even in the early stage I had, that it done a lot to deal with sort of certain issues that people have throughout life, both like sort of like, especially on a mental health side of things, that you are your own ship and the thoughts you have and the people you let in, the advice you take are your crewmates in a way. It was trying to get that through. Um, and it's very as well it's very lgbtq plus positive as well so anyone you put in the game any character yourself and stuff you can choose a name and a pronoun on it which is really really good to see um and it's just got this really sort of even in the 20 minutes it's got quite an emotional grip on the story without being melodramatic but do go and check that out I don't want to say much about it it's on Kickstarter at the moment if you back it early you'll get it as a sort of a much cheaper price um, I don't know how many were available I uh, just to cover not sponsored to say any of this it was passed to me via a PR company but I checked it out and yeah I absolutely brilliant can't wait to see where this goes down the line
1: that sounds really intriguing yeah I'll be looking forward to you talking about that a bit more yeah, yeah, sounds great. I the whole why you wouldn't put those options in, you know, the, when you're doing a character selection that are LGBTQ plus friendly, I have no idea, because even the biggest bigot would just be like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm a him, um, but it includes everybody else. So quite Yeah, it's
0: the Call of Duty proof why a lot of the major AAA studios won't do it. Um, And I'm not going to call out the AAA studios for this. um, And I'm going to kind of, I don't blame them in a way. They added a female character into Call of Duty. They had a gender neutral option. And then the bigots kicked off about it big time. Um, So I get why some of the bigger games don't do it. But yeah, for me, it should be just something that's natural on everything we should naturally be able to choose the pronouns on absolutely any form, any game, anything really. But hopefully the more just the more the indie game starts to it, hopefully the more that kicks on more into bigger games and hopefully the more that gets further and further into society. So, you know, it's a shame it's still small, but hopefully it will grow from there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could talk more on it, but... For another day, but yes, oh yeah, I really I agree. I, I, hopefully, it will crawl upwards <laughs> from the from the indie basement. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um But talking about Kickstarter just reminded me very quickly that uh, r type Final Two that I backed on Kickstarter, which felt like years ago and probably is years ago now, is out in April, and I'm excited about it. There's not nothing more to say than that, but just that I'm excited about it. So that's so, good.
0: Is that a new game? It but is like a new R-type. It is a new R-type Not just like a remake Or anything like that
1: No it, Well there will be Remake levels Because they were part Of the stretch goals But That dog really doesn't Like me talking about R-type Can you hear it? I can Yeah
0: That's fun isn't He was it? more of a Gallagher fan
1: Yeah Yeah no, He's really <laughs> disagreeing With my stance On horizontal shooters But um Yeah so I prefer uh, Defender Damn it <laughs> So yeah, I've just it, it's a brand new one. Um it was kickstarted. It's not by Irem, They've just a company. It's just a, a dev studio that's bought the license to the games and uh, yeah. So I can't wait for that.
0: I bought the dev studios buying licenses to old games. Yes. And then giving us the treatment they actually deserve.
1: I know. And the, the irony being that Iram is one of the smaller companies. I, it's it, you know, it was big in the 80s somewhat in the 90s, and then really in the 2000s onwards kind of disappeared. But if you think about it, how many IP are companies like Konami sitting on? You know, not yeah. least of which is Castlevania and Silent Hill and Sega. Oh my God, there's so many Sega franchises that need to be brought well, if, brought back. If, if
0: we are talking about devs buying up old licences, if any indie devs out there want to buy up the droplets license please go and find it please get it and remake that game i will give you the monies not to buy the license i don't have the monies but i will buy the game you'll get one sale at least i guarantee it what i a... won't even <laughs> ask for a
1: review code what a tempting proposition you'll get one sale but, You'll
0: uh... get one guaranteed sale
1: but yeah, no, your droplets obsession is well known. Um, I really every night when I go to bed, I I pray that it will get get a remaster or a remake. But to no pray way, to
0: our Lord, Gabe.
1: That's it. That one. Yeah, <laughs> game New Still God. But um, uh, yeah. On the uh, all our type stuff aside, and all please bring back games we like aside, I've been playing a game that has brought back a game that I like, which is. Final Fight LNS Ultimate. There's a mouthful, but that's because it's a, a ROM hack. So, right. for those not aware, a ROM hack is where you just take an existing game and you alter the code to add stuff to it or subtract, but mostly add. And this one is Final Fight, but with loads of levels stitched together from all of the games, of which there are many, you might be surprised to hear, and loads of characters from Capcom games. So, you start off with all of the final fight characters from across all the games and loads of street fighter characters as well. And the game has special moves, it has a parry system, it ha- you know you use fireball motions and stuff like that. And you can choose how difficult it is with how many characters are on screen. It's in widescreen, not 4 by 3 and it's really great it's it's really bloody hard but it's really great game um being able like vega is my favorite character in street fighter and yeah. being able to use him in this and use all his special moves and just ruin people is oh it's just fantastic so if you're into beat em ups it's completely free just google it it's final fight lns ultimate and yeah it's it's really fantastic
0: i've never understood the legality of a rom hack um because theoretically they shouldn't be allowed and I, I'm glad they exist, but they seem to sort of skirt this way. even Nintendo don't mind them because you've got this whole sort of like the super Kaizo Mario stuff that done the rounds for years before obviously we got Super Mario maker to uh, Super Mario maker came about. they was about they've been officially entered into speedrun records and, and things like that. And it's just kind of like I've, everything about it kind of skirts around that developers, publishers, everything would be going, no, no, you cannot do that. And Nintendo would be shutting it all down and Konami would shut it all down. But they're happy for them to be out there. And I've just, I'm just, I'm glad, I'm so glad that they turned a blind eye to them.
1: Yeah, my understanding is that they're, copying George Lucas's model, which is as long as what you produce isn't sold, so there's, it's f- always free and there's no profit involved, then that's fine. Um, you're allowed to distribute it. And I think the reason that other companies like Nintendo have, uh, do, it, do it as well is because it promotes and keeps their IP in the public eye for free uh, and keeps people engaging with it. Where and they and other people aren't making money off it, so it's a win-win for them because you know they're not doing the work, they're not losing money, but they're also getting free promotion. And I think that's probably. I mean, if they wanted to to sue them, they could shut them down in seconds. Yeah, yeah. But it just it it just uh, benefits them. I think they've they've worked out more than it, uh, it harms them.
0: Honestly, I mean, unless anyone can tell me different, I was pleasantly surprised when Nintendo didn't shut down Kaizo Mario. When Mario Maker came out, I was really surprised yes. in a really pleasant way.
1: Yeah, it's different when it's a dead IP, but when it's something that's very active and when yeah. there's an idea coming forward that's, you know, along the same lines like with Kaizo and Mario Maker, yeah, it's a surprise, but a pleasant one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've got plenty of other games, but I'm not going to talk about today because they're odds and ends games, but I will, I will pick those up in incoming weeks. But so i assume you're done with games talk
1: yeah pretty much uh I keep meaning to talk about like all the modding that I've done so I, i'll but I will save that for a we'll have a, a special chat about that maybe next week um but yeah just to let everyone know that I've been doing lots of modding of old consoles and that means testing them and testing them means playing their games so I've touched on quite a few games that are worth chatting about and my experiences with the hardware so yeah we'll go over that at some point but for today yeah that's me done
0: yeah no definitely we talk about the modding stuff because there's I think there's um, some benefits again to mental health with the modding side of stuff and the um, euphoria you could get from sort of like repairing something that's broken and old so yeah Yeah. we'll we'll definitely have a talk about that I think we'll go for next week we'll have a good talk about that one yes But this week, a couple of things I want to touch on. One is definitely on a personal level, and I'll come to that after. One is on what's happening in the world, both positive and infuriatingly negative. Um, The first one is... Do you know you're always told, like, oh, you shouldn't be petty? Being petty is a really bad look. It's not good for you and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I disagree. Because... Who didn't have a laugh when the rich Wall Street types got absolutely screwed over by a bunch of Redditors with names such as Your Dad's Hard? Who didn't laugh at that yeah. and go, do you know what? Screw you guys. Now you've got to know what it was like for once. And the, the lid has been lifted to know that the economy is bull." Um, I think I've said this before on the podcast many times that I think economy is bull and it's just a made-up thing the free market isn't free because as soon as people started making money from it they shut it down and went no you can't come into our our club that's for everyone but only for certain types of people um we're, we're not saying you're not allowed we just rather you wasn't in here and we'll make it very difficult for you to get in but yeah no so i had a few petty laughs over that one and why not <laughs> but on the flip side so- i know but on the flip side of that what has been really upsetting is those in the uk will, will know this if you're fur- further afield then you'll need to maybe google him um but captain sir tom Moore, um passed away from covid which is which is sad in and of itself but what's really sort of like dispiriting to me is that people are forgetting or seem to be putting his life above the hundred odd thousand other people who have died in this country as a thing to mourn and celebrate or like to mourn and then celebrate his life more than anyone else and that's really sad to me that we're doing this like we're going to do oh we're going to do another clap or we're going to do this or we're going to celebrate him in some way but what about all those others that have passed away are their lives not worth as much yeah, um, and it's no attack on him, no attack on him, no attack on his family, um, and it's I, I you know, I, I feel for them, I really do. I feel for anyone that's died in this, but imagine being the families of uh, one of the nameless hundred thousand others that have died, and not being celebrated or mourned in the same way. That is that is really upsetting to me.
1: Yeah, there's a very dark undertone to it all and it's something that I I learned I've learned a lot about fascism over the last few years unsurprisingly a lot that I didn't know and one of those was that right-wing ideologies and fascist ideologies promote the idea of heroes Uh, and of course when you say the word hero it immediately has a positive connotation but there's actually a negative one that's a a dark flip side to it and that's that a a hero in right-wing ideology is somebody who sacrifices themselves for the cause and that they don't have individuality or personality uh, and that they don't have their own autonomy and they don't have any value other than what they have to the state. So it's almost like you know, sacrificing a slave to something. Yes. And that's kind of the position that they initially put Tom in and that the public picked up and ran with. So he was a hero for doing the sponsored stuff and the charitable stuff and was a totemic figure, e- yeah. even though the gathering the money meant nothing in real terms. Because it was going towards an institution that made that much money, or used that much money, in a day. So giving it to something that genuinely needed the money would have been a real proper positive statement. It would have actually made a critical difference to people's lives rather than be a totemic thing. And as I'm saying this, I know people are going to be hating on me, but I'm sorry, you know, just speaking speaking the truth as I see it. Yeah. And now that he's died, that's the perfect hero journey for him. For, again, I'm not criticising him just like you're not. I'm criticising the people who are turning it into a totem of, yes, you should uh, make money, you should break yourself to make money for people. That aren't you, yeah. and that are institutions. And secondly, when you die, you've died heroically for a cause, even if that cause is essentially for nothing. Yeah. So, in my worldview, Tom should either have not raised that money, or should have raised it for a local cause. And then, secondly, he should have stayed completely isolated because he's an old man. But, of course, yeah. you don't, you don't, you can't turn that into an exciting narrative that makes people feel better about themselves, even though it's based on a lie.
0: Yeah. Uh, whenever I... I mean, I, I would bring up the... Do you know what? It's great he's done this, but what the f- hell is wrong with us that he's having to do this? Why are we celebrating him raising this money rather than asking the question, why is he having to raise this money? Yeah. Um why is he being allowed to do this? And you'd often get the attack, well, you not support what he does, you're not, is not a good thing that he's doing. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Whatever he does, brilliant, brilliant that he's got off you know, got up and done that. But we're asking a nigh on a hundred year old man at the time to walk laps on his garden to raise money for a service that should be funded fully especially during the time of a pandemic. So, yeah. no, I'm not going to celebrate it. I will applaud him for what he did, but I'm not going to celebrate it because it's allowing our government to get away with complete mismanagement of not only the now, but the past. Um, and if anyone wants what, what Stu was just talking about previously, and he the way he was putting that together, if you want to see a modern bit of fiction that covers this so well and gets it almost on the nose, then I do suggest you get Amazon Prime. Unfortunately, it means giving money to Jeff Bezos, but get Amazon Prime and watch The Boys, because that covers the use of heroism in fascism so, so well. It is so on the nose. And the second you started talking about that view of it, my thought went, yeah, that that sounds exactly like how they use um, superheroes in The Boys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would also, in terms of fiction, recommend reading the book of Forrest Gump. Yes. I read I read the book before seeing the film, and then I saw the film, I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, not, the film itself isn't terrible, but the misinterpretation of the book. Because the book is exactly that, it's exactly this, it's that somebody does stuff inexplicably and you know possibly because of mental health issues and people decide to turn them into a cause celebre when they're not, you know, and it's promoted by the establishment because it mis- yeah. it's a misdirect, uh, like just like all those things you see on TV of like oh you know, Auntie Nora has been knitting hats with NHS on them for post boxes, and it's like yeah fine, but you should be talking about thousands of people dying every day in the hospitals, and you're not, yeah. and this is what the government wants, so yeah,
0: yeah, it's not news anymore. The you know 1400 dead was down from 1600. Um, this time last week and that you know it's almost the point where well, it's going down though it's still 1400 too many yeah everyone's still talking about this getting back to normal or are oh, the vaccine's going to be the answer the vaccine's not going to be the answer if the government aren't still trying to keep people as much as we hate it locked down to stop it spreading because the vaccine will only be the answer if we stop allowing this to spread and mutate Because the more it mutates, the less effective that vaccine's going to be.
1: Yeah, and the reason that we're in such a a harsh and long lockdown is because they didn't do lockdown when they should, in which case it would have been two weeks and done. And then if reached a stage where it was bad again, then another two weeks at a later point, rather than months and months. So, yeah, but I mean... But I think, you know, we but, haven't gone on about on, we haven't gone on about this for a long time no. and it's all coming out. Uh, so I hope people can stick with us on it. But yeah, no, it's but really w-
0: what gets me is the celebration of the vaccine and the way the government of we're, we're the top cu- country in Europe for uh, giving out vaccines. Yeah, that's all well and good, but everything else... It's like, it's like turning around and finding out that when Hitler killed all the Jews, he managed to wipe out polio at the same time and go, well, do you know what? He managed to get rid of polio, so it's not all bad what he'd done before.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, you, can't, you can't go, well, yeah, we're doing well at vaccines, so do you know what? Everything's all good now. We, the Brits are the best. Um, don't get me wrong, the EU, the way they acted initially was... Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to sort of like back them on that because that withholding and making childish threats doesn't, is not a good look. But that's what Britain's been doing for the past four years with Brexit. So the second the EU do it, everyone's going, oh, no, look at them, look at them. Oh, that's so childish. No, behave. Everything has been mismanaged this last year or so. One positive out of it doesn't negate the shit show that it's been previously
1: absolutely and you know people are predisposed to want things to be binary I've talked about it loads on the podcast that that they want it to be things to be yes and no black and white but life isn't like that and you've got to grow up and be mature about it and understand that yes you know we are a terrible country but we do some good things occasionally and the EU is a great institution but it f- messes up now and again
0: occasionally yeah yeah
1: and you you have to understand because that's the world and people just want to live in a fantasy version where you just flick a switch and things change and unfortunately yeah. that's not the case but there you go
0: nope yep. so to take it to personal matters for a bit I, I've been suffering this last week with my vision and I've got just for people aware I know a lot of people listen to this know this I've got Pretty much zero vision in my left eye while I wait for an operation to reattach my retina. And I keep getting bleeds on my right eye, which means every now and again, I have nigh or no vision. I can see out my right eye, but everything's blurry. It's, it's almost like Nintendo 64 vision, uh, but with extra Vaseline spread across everything. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I know. Everything looks really blocky, honestly. But yeah, so... It got really frustrating. It kind of had a, a, a both a positive and negative effect on my mental health. So negatively, I was struggling to play games, watch TV, Could definitely couldn't read words on the phone or a book or anything like that, uh, which was really frustrating because someone gifted me a book about mental health in football, uh, which I really, really want to read. Can't read that at the moment, even though my sight is improving, still reading words is, is a bit of a struggle so i have to get onto my computer i've had to turn every website onto a dark mode false dark mode which means it looks like i'm reading the internet in some kind of like early 2000s custom windows job that you used to be able to get everything's like sort of Mm. garish colors on black backgrounds at the moment um but it's sort of like it's sort of like i can't do the things i really enjoy and i'm kind of like sort of like really down the dumps but at the same time this time it's kind of kick-started me a bit more into sort of like wanting to sort of go no, I've, I've, now i've got to do something about it i can't i can't let this carry on because the next time i could go completely blind and that would be that um so kicked in sort of like i know this should sound like it's something obvious to do um but for many different reasons it hasn't been but making sure i'm taking my insulin three times a day properly that i'm sort of like definitely on top of my um my meds for my mental health um because i had been skipping the odd day not on purpose just accidentally and then going oh that doesn't matter and try to do more just to sort of like plan for being healthy um so you know again try now to cut out the the extra snacks on the whole um, the fizzy drink and stuff like that. Trying to sort of like really push because it's got to the point where I'm going. Look, if I carry on down this road, what have I got? If I'm just sitting here with absolutely no vision whatsoever, then what sort of life am I going to have? um And then the thought of not being able to actually see my kids—that was sort of like, yeah, no, this isn't good. Um, really? It's um, my partner's just gone. Really? I think she said you're paid to not be able to see them. <laughs> um, but it's. Do you remember? Have you? You've seen the black mirrors, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah.
0: I can't remember what one it is, but the one where there's a program you get where you can actually make your face blurry to people you don't want to see you. I can't remember what 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 that one was called. What that episode was. It was um... one where it's sort of like. You can sort of, like, block block your face so you can't um, people... Like you can block people in real life like you can on, like, forums.
1: Oh, and, uh, yeah, it was internet. White Christmas, wasn't it? Uh, the one with John Hamm. His, yes. his punishment is that nobody can see his face. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah um, but, when, but the way my vision of God, it was like that. So I could see, like, outlines of people. But everything was, like, any detail was completely gone. And it was like, no, this isn't... This isn't good. But then you get the feelings of guilt starting to, to come in. So like the guilt of, like, I'm letting my family down, I'm letting my kids down. But then also the, well, I've taken on, like, code to sort of, like, write and cover games about. And it's like I'm letting other people down. And it's that starts to get to you as well. And so it's kind of really sort of like, you get sort of like this up and down on your mental health with stuff like that. And it's just, it's really sort of, like, tough to get a grip on. That you're just so up and down constantly with it.
1: Yeah. It's it's good that you had that kind of moment of realisation, though. That Yeah. Y- yeah. It can be really hard, can't it, to, to have that, I think.
0: I think when you exist, um, and again, I suppose we, this all fits into sort of like the last year that we've all been having, where everyone's life is kind of on hold at the moment. So you're kind of like constantly planning for down the line. Um, so it'll be looking like, oh, you know, once lockdown's over, I'm going to start doing this to improve, improve <laughs> myself or improve our lives in whatever way I can. But I can't do that at the moment because of lockdown. I've started to do that with my health because of my, I've had my foot in um, in a cast as well um, for my heel to heel. Yeah. And things like that. Like the weight to come on. It's like, well, once all this is all, I'll start. That's when I'll start doing it. Um but it was, I think, the fact that I've been having to sit around a lot more and not been able to move about as much as probably exacerbated the other issues, the other health issues. Yeah. Um, and that has kind of now gone, whereas before I've been able to do other stuff, so it's maybe kept everything slightly at bay. It's almost like my body's starting to now go, and oh, I'll give up now. And that has been the kick up the ass. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, one of the, the reasons I'm saying it so it goes publicly is if I start to slip again, I can be piled upon.
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone would do that though, is you are very well liked. <laughs> but, but it should be.
0: Concerned. It should. It should be. This is. Um, this has got right. This is going to come across wrong, but I hope it comes across right. Uh, people can't tell the difference between critiquing someone for their benefit. And shaming them and there is a difference. So when we look at body shaming, if you're a doctor and you tell them that look, you need to get fit, you need to start doing this to improve your to to lose weight, to improve your body shape. You're not saying to them that look, I despise you like this, or you're not being horrible for them for the sake of being horrible for them. You're saying that this is not good for you, this is not good for your health wise, it can't be good for your self esteem. So this is we're trying to support you here. Obviously turning round to someone and mocking them for being fat. That's not helpful to anyone. There is a difference between being nasty to somebody and body shaming them for fun. Or body shaming someone for their own benefit. So, you know, if someone if like you know, I will say to anyone who's listening now, if you hear of me going back down a road where, you know, I'm talking about my blind I'm going blind again or I'm getting sores on my foot that need that need, um, hospital help again, um, or weights piling on. Pile on on me, because I need that to kick on. It's how you do it and where it comes from. And people struggle to tell the difference, I think. I think we are too afraid to speak truths to people sometimes because of the reactions there will be. But it's okay to give someone the truth, because sometimes they need it to get the kick up the <laughs> uh, My partner will do it. She will tell me what... like. When I can be super down in the dumps or really depressed at a point, you often hear that you can't just tell someone to cheer up. And that is true. But sometimes you need that kick up the from someone close to you to go snap out of this. Wherever you're going at the moment, stop. Get out of this bit and start going on a different road. And that could be a guy just cheer the up for once. It's not saying I'll just cheer up and that'll fix it. But it's those little moments that you need that will change a path that you're on whether that be your physical health your mental health or whatever you do need that and people need to learn the difference between doing it because you despise someone or you're doing it for hatred or for lust, and doing it because you care for somebody or you want them to be better
1: yeah I I think the key there is trust you know you only accept those things from from people you trust but when you do you that, that can be a real a real help yeah yeah, definitely.
0: Oh yeah, trust is one hundred percent, and I can look back at when I'm when I'm on a good path, and I can look back logically and stuff like that. I know like the pressure I'm putting on my family, and what what's really strange is what you've got to do is when you then look back, you look at the pressure you put on your family. You start all the sudden to go, Jesus Christ, I was horrible. That, that that can't have been good for them. And you've got to that, take that moment to also tell yourself, actually, no. Just remember, that's how bad it was. Don't let that drag you back down, thinking about how it was. Yeah. As I said, I will, you know, if it wasn't for, um, I will always like be thankful to my kids and my kids to help keep me around. You know, my love and wanted to see them um, grow up and wanting to be around them. But if it wasn't for my partner, I'd have been dead a long time ago. I know that 100%. Yeah. She has kept me going for for the you know we've been together sort of like over 15 years now and she has kept me going at times and you know I, I will ever forever be grateful for that but she will speak truths you know i would say the people who listen to this know me to a degree and feel free to tell me you know i've been on things where i've spent too much on things or i've been sort of like i'll look at it and go i want this game i want this game i want this game and um steve will often set, turn around and just go you've got way too many games as it is Are you sure you really need another one and he will do it in a mocking way but you can know that's coming from it brad calm it down a bit yeah you know, it's it's coming from a good place. Are you right? It's that level of trust that you need with people. And it shows that people do care. But don't be afraid to actually tell people truths. Just just be careful how you word it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me this week. Although I didn't get to say much because Stu is always talking. Always.
1: <laughs> I'm disgraceful, Cause... aren't I?
0: I know, I know. But no, um, that, that's it again. Uh, thank you for, for listening but I'm going to pass over to Stu to see us out because we've got more numbers when you get these nice sultry tones seeing us out. Sultry.
1: Oh, that's bizarre. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So again, thanks for listening. And hopefully, as per what I said last week, your weeks are getting slightly easier as things go on. Uh, Let's hope that we're not too far away from getting outside of lockdown now and that the numbers will keep going down. That's what we want. In the meantime, obviously you can just listen to us to help you get through. Join our Discord if you'd like to chat with people about any topic. If you want to support us financially, you can do that via Patreon or via Coffee. We do a lot of content on Twitter. There's loads of reviews on the site and there's tons of stuff on YouTube. So just go onto all the socials and you'll no doubt see us poking around. Other than that, take care of yourselves and stay safe.